the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So an oddity occurred over the uh, weekend. Mike DeWine, your governor, and J.D. Vance, your Senate candidate, had a joint campaign appearance. We have not seen that a lot. We have not seen Governor Mike DeWine out campaigning for J.D. Vance, with J.D. Vance. Uh, And I think that's on purpose. I think that DeWine, though he is very popular in the state of Ohio based upon the polls, I think his popularity is a different kind of popularity than J.D. Vance perceives his own popularity. J.D. Vance's popularity is as, first of all, a Trump-endorsed candidate. You're going, yes, I know Mike DeWine is endorsed by Donald Trump, but I don't think, given the timing, the delay that it took for Trump to endorse DeWine, I don't think any of us feel like uh, Mike DeWine and Donald Trump are... uh, the kind of buddies who, if Trump comes into the state, he makes sure to have lunch with Mike DeWine. J.D. Vance got Trump's endorsement in the primary. Notably, Mike DeWine did not. But DeWine is way up in the polls. J.D. Vance would like to have half of Mike DeWine's cushion in the polls. So now that we're close to the end, DeWine's been very careful in his campaign. Very, very careful. He has not debated Nan Whaley. And I don't think DeWine has met with the editorial boards of Many, if any, Ohio newspapers, which, by the way, um, right alongside the headline that water is wet, uh, the Columbus Dispatch has endorsed Tim Ryan for Senate. Shocker, right? They can't write a headline about J.D. Vance that's not a gotcha headline. And so I'm not the least bit surprised. But here's J.D. Vance talking about this appearance in Sharonville, which is just north of Cincinnati, right on I-75. Uh, with Mike DeWine. Vance said, I don't agree with everything that Mike DeWine has done, but I think he's a great governor for the state of Ohio. Very importantly, he's a heck of a lot better governor than Nan Whaley would be, so it's very easy to support him in the general election. And therein lies what you as a voter must know and must act on in the upcoming midterm elections. There may be a candidate on the Republican side of the ticket who you're not crazy about. Maybe it's Mike DeWine because, well, the governor in the initial stages of COVID governed like a Democrat. And thankfully, we had super majorities in the House and in the Ohio Senate who could override Governor DeWine's attempts to be even more oppressive in his COVID policies. Maybe you don't like J.D. Vance. Because J.D. Vance was originally not a Donald Trump guy. And in 2016, he said a lot of critical things about Donald Trump. You're entitled to your opinion. I won't argue with you. Maybe you were all invested with Josh Mandel. Maybe you were all invested with Joe Blystone. Or Jim Renacci. But the point is, 
you don't have the option to vote for Josh Mandel or Jane Timken or Mike Gibbons in the Ohio, in the Senate race against Tim Ryan. You don't have the option, unless you want to waste your vote, to vote for Jim Renacci or Joe Blystone for governor. Your options on the ballot, the only people who can win, are J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan in the Senate race and Nan Whaley and Mike DeWine in the governor's race. So you have to vote for the one you'd rather have as opposed to the one that you would order off Amazon if you could check every box on every issue or every past statement that the candidate has made. If you're trying to make some kind of a political statement about your support for Donald Trump by not voting for J.D. Vance, what you're really doing is you're making a political statement that you're not smart enough to recognize that you're inadvertently helping Tim Ryan become your next senator from the state of Ohio. Because if your neighbor's voting for Tim Ryan and you refuse to vote for J.D. Vance, guess what? You gave up your right to cancel out your neighbor's vote for Tim Ryan. And if you don't like Mike DeWine because he shut down your business, I share your disapproval of that. But if you think Nan Whaley is going to operate more freely, give you more liberty as governor of the state of Ohio, you're delusional. Not going to happen. Democrats are, if anything, about taking fear, using fear, extrapolating and exaggerating fear so they can get more power. It's obvious in their COVID policies. It's obvious in, look at this attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, over the weekend in California. Paul Pelosi was attacked on Friday by a by a crazy person. I mean, a crazy person. Now, I don't mean just crazy because you got to be crazy to break into somebody's house. you got to be crazy to take a hammer and hit them over the head with it. Yes, of course you have to be crazy. But this person is next level crazy. They're like a nudist and they vanish for like years at a time. Now, the person who they've arrested, this is his, and it's not his wife, but it's somebody that he had children with. And they apparently were a fantastic match because she also is a nudist and is currently in jail because she was convicted of child abduction charges. So they have a ton in common. They're both convicts. They're both nudists, and they both are apparently so self-absorbed that they think hurting other people somehow elevates them. Uh, here's, here's what she said about the guy who beat up Paul Pelosi. He is mentally ill. He has been mentally ill for a long time. She said she split with the guy seven years ago, and during the time they were together, He came home after disappearing for almost one year, and he showed up one day out of the blue. Here's her quote. He came back in very bad shape. He thought he was Jesus. He was constantly paranoid, thinking people were after him, and it took a good year or two to get back to being halfway normal. Okay, so this person is nuts, but Democrats never let a crisis go to waste, never kick away an opportunity to exaggerate fear, Because this guy attacked Paul Pelosi, he's now being painted as somebody who's a right-winger. Okay? A right-winger. I don't know. Maybe right-wingers in California are different than right-wingers in Ohio. When I think of a right-winger in Ohio, I don't think of somebody who's a nudist. That tends to me to say maybe they're on the left side of the aisle. But this is a useful news event to the left because they can use it to say, see, this, this, this. 
conservative Republican rhetoric, this this Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, they're the party of violence, January 6th, January 6th. I even saw a headline from the Associated Press that said, Paul Pelosi's attacker found with zip ties like people who attacked the Capitol on January 6th. Because everybody knows you can't just go to Walmart and buy zip ties if you're a Democrat. That's a, that's disallowed. You can't. No Democrat ever has been able to navigate the tricky retail blockade on buying zip ties. You have to be like a right winger. You have maybe, to be a militia member. Maybe they could get theirs at Ace Hardware. <laughs> no Democrats can buy zip ties. They okay. can't figure out how. Okay. <laughs> No crazy people can buy zip ties. You have to be like a headdress-wearing, horned idiot who would storm the Capitol. Give me a break. Give me a break. So this is what they do. They exaggerate and they lie. Now, I've said before, when a person lies to you, they lie to you for a reason. They lie to you because they don't have the truth on their side. But it's more nefarious than that. All the lies that are told to you, lies are the left superpower. Lies are the left superpower. But unlike... Most superpowers, Superman, Batman, I guess Batman didn't have superpowers. He was just smart. But Democratic lies are superpowers only if you give their lies power, which is to say you consider their lies to be anything other than what they are, which are lies. Any lie told by the left that is unaddressed, that is unexposed, uncorrected, that lie becomes a superpower that does what? What's the superpower? It takes the lie and turns it into reality, right? The climate, oh, the climate, the climate, the climate, the climate, the climate. And the more those lies go unaddressed, hey, there's always been weather. There will always be weather. We can manage weather. Or January 6th, January 6th, abortion, abortion. Women are being denied health care. All the lies they tell, if you don't address them, if you don't expose them, then they become the reality that they are not, because by definition they are lies. So that's why on something like this Pelosi thing, it's just another lie they're telling to try to turn fantasy into reality. We will talk with Steve Cortez, formerly of CNBC, at 12.05 today. Josh Pick, Money Monday. Fed getting ready to meet tomorrow and Wednesday. Another Fed rate hike. Is it coming? What will it mean for the markets? We'll do a little historical dive. Uh, This would be the fifth Fed rate hike this year. And what have the markets done when the Fed has raised rates? Does the market like it? Does the market not like it? Are there any signals that we can gain from it? We'll talk with Josh Pick about that at 1230 today. Speaking of the economy, um, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, the historic White House press secretary, was on MSNBC warming up for her uh, future gig, I am sure, because that's where Jen Psaki landed after she left the White House podium. Uh, Hopefully, Corinne Jean-Pierre will be leaving the White House podium in no longer than uh, two more years because Biden or whoever attempts to run in the aftermath of this disastrous Biden regime 
will uh, not win in 2024. But here's Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, doing what Democrats do, um, majoring in revisionist history, which is to say lying about the economy that Joe Biden inherited. When when the president walked into this administration, uh the economy was in ruins. It was an absolute ruins. You saw unemployment was at about 6.4%. And so now, with, because of this president's policies, unemployment is at 3.5%. Historic low in 50 years. We haven't seen that in 50 years. There you go. Uh, Joe Biden's doing a great job, and the economy was in a shambles when he took over. Um, I don't know. It was in all the papers. Do you think she heard anything about uh, the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, probably not. The government told everyone to stay home, forced businesses to close for months on end, and she's blaming Donald Trump for that. Um, mm, I guess she didn't see any of the headlines about black unemployment, Hispanic unemployment being at all-time lows during Trump's presidency pre-COVID. Corinne Jean-Pierre is doing what Democrats do. She's exercising her superpower, which is lying to create a reality that is fantasy if you empower her lies and treat them as truth. Yes, truth is the defense. It is the kryptonite to democratic lies. That's why it's so important that you speak truth. You not sit by idly, quietly when people are telling lies. Oh, gender-affirming care. Open borders are compassionate in all the lies that they tell you. The withdrawal from Afghanistan, after all, was an extraordinary success. How about a local lie, Bruce? Ah, Lashana Potts, assistant Columbus police chief. Our city parks are overwhelmingly safe. It takes some real brass to say something like that at a press conference where the subject is the murder of a 17-year-old girl Outside a city park. See, Lashana Potts, she's really, really convinced that she has the superpower well, of turning well, lies into reality. But but wasn't that on the sidewalk of the city park? I yeah, mean, does that count? Everybody knows that the glass <sighs> at the Franklin Park Conservatory is bulletproof. And anybody firing at a teenager on the sidewalk outside Franklin Park Conservatory could in no way endanger there anybody inside Franklin Park. Yeah. Yes, right. Thank you, Lashana Potts. <laughs> So uh, here's Mark Thiessen. He is a Washington Post political uh, consultant on why Joe Biden keeps telling you things are great. Things are phenomenal. Gas prices are down. Corinne Jean-Pierre saying, oh, the economy was in a shambles before and now it's fantastic. Mark Thiessen, please explain. Why do Democrats keep saying these things that are blatantly false? They think the American people are stupid. They, literally, the they, America when when jo, when Barack when I'm sorry when Joe Biden came into office, unemployment the uh, the inflation was 1.4 percent today. It's 8.2 percent, uh, and he says it's not a record. It's it's a, it is a record. And here's the here's the proof that they know that they're responsible for it. Have you seen a single ad touting the American Rescue Plan by any candidate in any midterm race across the country? No. You would think they they passed 1.9 trillion dollars in cash that they handed out to people in stimulus checks, child tax credits, unemployment benefits. Normally when a president and his party hand out cash, 
They shout it from the rooftops. We gave you money. We put money in your pockets. Nobody's talking about it. And the reason is they know that the American people know that that is what unleashed the inflation we're experiencing today. So you had like in Michael Bennett's Senate uh, in uh, the debate the other day where Joe O'Day was asking him, do you regret the spending? And he didn't turn around and said, you're damn right. I, I, I'm glad I, we passed that spending and put money in the pockets of Colorado voters. He started to pivot and, and say, well, I'd regret the inflation, but, you know, that's not our fault. It had its global inflation. These Democrats are not running on Biden's number one accomplishment in his eyes, which is this American rescue plan, because it's what unleashed all of the inflation we're experiencing today. 100% true. I mean, 100% true. Biden will tout the American rescue plan, but nobody's running on it. Is Ryan running on it? No. Is Raphael Warnock running on it? No. Maggie Hassan? No. Catherine Cortez Masto? No, of course not. Neither is Mark Kelly. Now, if you want to get the quintessential example of painting Republicans with the exact same suit of clothes that Democrats wear, who better to demonstrate it than uh, Barack Obama? See, they don't have Biden out on the campaign trail. They have Barack Obama out on the campaign trail. And here's what Obama had to say about power and who's lying to try to get it. I understand why you might sometimes just want to tune out. Just watch football. But, but I'm here to tell you that tuning out, Milwaukee, is not an option. You've got a choice between folks who will say anything and do anything to get power and leaders who share our values. A choice between folks who will do anything, say anything or do anything to get power. You mean like gas prices are coming down, uh, that the economy is robust, that the withdrawal from Afghanistan was an extraordinary success, that the border is closed? You mean something like that? Um, you know, Obama being out on the campaign trail is an interesting choice by Democrats. I get why they're doing it, because the alternative is Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. But Barack Obama presided over the greatest loss of Democratic political power of any Democratic president ever. Remember the governorships he lost? Remember the bloodbath he took in the House and in the Senate? I mean, this shows you how powerful media narratives are because they would have you believe that Obama is some kind of political savant and savior of the party and they trot him out whenever they feel like they're in really 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 desperate straits but when you look at the amount of offices that were held by democrats when he swept into office in 2008 and then look at how many democratic governors there were house of representatives members there were senators there were check out that number sometime compare it 2008 to 2016. And you will find that Obama was not just the guy who happened to be there, but those are a reflection of how people felt about him. But boy, has he been portrayed in such a heroic, heroic way. We'll talk to Steve Cortez about this next. Former Fox business guy, former Trump team member on The Bruce Hooley Show. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.